A reading from Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we gather as the family and friends of our dear relative and friend, Howard Darmer. We have gathered to be comforted by the words and promises of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was born as a baby at Christmas. He lived the perfect life which we could not. Yet God placed our sin upon him, and Jesus was crucified for that sin. But death was not the end, because Jesus broke the power of death by rising from the grave on Easter Sunday. Our worship service today will focus on the forgiveness which Jesus won for Howard, for you, and for me. We will talk about Christ's promise of the resurrection and the promise of eternal life in heaven. These facts form the foundation of our faith, and these facts are our source of comfort today and always. As we join to grieve with the grieving, let us also find comfort and joy in the words and promises of Jesus, that Howard was a forgiven child of God through Christ's death and resurrection, that through Jesus, Howard now enjoys eternity with God, and that because of Christ's resurrection, death will one day loosen its grip on Howard. He will be raised from the dead, and he and all believers will live together forever with God, in heaven, both body and soul. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We continue with our first hymn, the Easter hymn number 152, I Know That My Redeemer Lives.
Howard Ray Darmer was born August 4, 1946, in Fairmont, Minnesota, the son of Ray and Viola Darmer. He was baptized as an infant on September 1, 1946, at Zion Evangelical Lutheran Church in Fraser Township by Reverend A.M. Beck. He was confirmed on April 10, 1960, at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Fairmont, Minnesota, by Reverend Otto Krause. He graduated from Fairmont High School in 1964. Following his graduation, he entered into the United States Navy on July 27, 1964. While in the Navy, he worked as a jet engine mechanic. He was stationed in Germany and Denmark before receiving an honorable discharge on August 3, 1967. Following his discharge from the Navy, Howard was employed with Universal Polyfilms, which changed names many times over the years until September of 1990 when he and Becky relocated to Tomo, Wisconsin, where he was employed with Union Camp Corporation until August 2005, when their adventures took them to Pittsburgh, Kansas, where he was employed with Kendall Packaging until his retirement in 2011. After his retirement, Howard and Becky returned back to their farm in Grenada, Minnesota in 2013. On January 13, 1968, Howard was united in marriage to Rebecca Anders, at the St. James Lutheran Church in Northrop, Minnesota. Together they made their home on their farm in Grenada, where they were blessed with three daughters, Jody, Krista, and Danielle. Howard was a member at Shepherd of the Lakes Lutheran Church, where he was currently serving as an elder. Howard loved the country and found great joy in the outdoors. He enjoyed helping his son-in-law Calvin during spring planting and fall harvest. He also enjoyed helping Cameron and Carissa get their animals ready to show at the fair. He and Becky enjoyed traveling to Houston to visit Maddie and Sophia, and in November, Howard was well enough to travel to Houston to watch, for the first time, his granddaughter Sophia play football. Howard was very gifted in woodworking and could be found in his shop on most days. For those who were able to receive one of his great works, it will be cherished for years to come. In his younger years, he enjoyed trap shooting, whitewater canoe trips, and flying airplanes after he received his pilot's license. He will be sadly missed by his wife, children, grandchildren, family, and friends. Left to cherish his memory is his wife, Becky Darmer of Grenada, Minnesota, daughters Jody Saxton and her husband Calvin of Grenada, Minnesota, Krista Semler and her husband Mike of Richmond, Texas, and Danielle Darmer and her fiancé James Fitzgerald of Corpus Christi, Texas, grandchildren, Cameron and Carissa Saxton, and Maddie and Sophia Semler, sisters Joyce Segoe of Des Moines, Iowa, Virginia Schaefer of Piers, Minnesota, Jim Darmer of Andover, Minnesota, Steve Darmer of St. Paul, Minnesota, and Brian Darmer of Crystal, Minnesota, in-laws Brad Anders of Cuna, Idaho, Brenda Kotewa of Fairmont, Minnesota, and Burr Anders of Stevensville, Montana as well as many nieces, nephews, extended family, and friends. Howard was preceded in death by his parents, Ray and Viola Darmer, father-in-law and mother-in-law Delbert and Margie Anders, as well as many aunts, uncles, cousins, and other family members. Dear fellow redeemed, we have come together to seek God's comfort in our sorrow and to rejoice in the promise of the resurrection. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, 
and I will give you rest. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you wept at the grave of your friend Lazarus, and you consoled Mary and Martha in their distress. Draw near to us who mourn for Howard Darmer, and dry the tears of all who weep. Calm our troubled hearts, dispel our doubts and fears, and lead us to praise you for having brought him to faith, as well as for keeping him in that Christian faith until death. In your rising from the dead, you conquered death and opened the gates to eternal life. Strengthen us with your word and lead us through this earthly life until at last we are united with you and all the saints in glory everlasting. Amen. I direct your attention to the inside back cover of your bulletin where you will find our next hymn, number 752, In Christ Alone.
We continue on page three in your service folder where it says, Resurrection Comfort, please rise. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. The Apostle Paul writes to the Romans, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus gives us this comfort. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Thanks be to God. Victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. When Christ, who is our life, appears, also will appear with him in glory. We will be before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. Never again will we hunger, never again will we thirst. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be our shepherd. He will lead us to springs of living water. Let us pray. God of all grace, you sent your son Jesus to destroy the power of death and to open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Make us certain that because he lives, we too shall live. Comfort us with your promise that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come shall be able to separate us from your love which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You may be seated for the reading of God's word. Our first lesson comes from Job chapter 19. These are the words upon which our first hymn was based. And here we see the believer's confidence. I know that my Redeemer lives, and I shall see him with my own eyes. Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll, that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead or engraved in rock forever. I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Our second lesson from Revelation, 12, Revelation chapter 7. We see the great multitude clothed in white, holding palm branches of victory before the throne of God. John writes, after this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, 
These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will spread His tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Our third scripture lesson also comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 21. We see heaven, the place where everything painful and sad is no more. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We continue with our next hymn, number 172, Up Through Endless Ranks of Angels. ranks of angels cries of triumph in his ears to his heavenly throne ascending having vanquished all their fears Christ looks down upon the faithful leaving them in happy Death destroying, life restoring, proven equal to our need. Now for us before the Father, as our brother intercede. Flesh that for the world was wounded, living the wounded plead to our lives of wanton war. 
and your promise, Spirit, guide through our lives of fear and failure with your power and love abide. Welcome us as you were welcomed to an endless Easter tide. Alleluia, alleluia, oh, to breathe the Spirit's grace. Alleluia, alleluia, oh, to see the Father's face. Alleluia, alleluia, oh, to feel the Son's Please rise for our next reading. Our gospel lesson comes from John chapter 14. Jesus promises to take his believers to their place in heaven. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I invite you to join in our confession of the Christian faith as printed for you there, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated for our next hymn, number 429. He directs my life for me, 
I follow meek and lowly, my God indeed in every need knows well how he will shield me. To him then I will yield me. What God ordains is always good, He never will deceive me. He leads me in His righteous way, and never will He leave me. I take content what He has sent, his hand that sends me sadness. What God ordains is always good. He is my friend and father. Not let me suffer harm, though many storms will gather. I may know both joy and woe, someday I shall see clearly that God has loved me Dear fellow redeemed, for our consideration today in the Christian funeral for Howard Darmer, we consider Luke chapter 11, verse 28. But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Welcome to Shepherd of the Lakes. It's good to have you here today. 
as we gather around the Word of God to hear comfort from God about our loved one now fallen asleep in Christ. And in our consideration today, we consider what was Howard's confirmation verse, and also what happened to be one of the two verses preached upon at Howard and Becky's wedding. The other verse, of course, being Becky's confirmation verse from Psalm 37. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. And we gather here today because our loved one passed from this life a week ago. And by my calendar, that was almost exactly four weeks from the day that the doctor had said, you've got six months. And all of a sudden, through our tears, yes, yes, our tears, because pastors cry too, through our tears, we might start to wonder, what sort of a blessing is this? Because we don't want to be here right now. Yes, in the event of a loved one passing from this life, a church is the place to be. But if you knew Howard... You knew that the, the keeping God's word part, he had. He had it down pat. From keeping it in his heart and his mind and before his eyes and on his lips and in his, his actions, he did. I know that every week he, he sat down and for his Bible reading, he used this, um, this sheet that our church puts in, the, in our email. And... Each day it had a little bit of an explanation about the, the scripture lessons we had for the previous Sunday. And, and he sat down and he, he read that. He kept it. And he was always, he and Becky were always faithful here for worship. Actually seated right about there on the center aisle where the empty spot is right now. Everybody say hi to Mr. Rosner. <laughs> From his every Sunday attendance at worship, to the Bible class afterward, to the midweek Bible class, Howard certainly kept the Word of God in his interactions, public and private. And in that Word, Howard found exactly what God wanted him to find. Jesus Christ for him. Not Jesus Christ standing there with a list of rules and regulations and principles to follow, but Jesus Christ for him. That is to say, the Jesus born at Bethlehem, crucified at Calvary, raised on that Easter Sunday, that Jesus Christ in whom was the forgiveness of sins. And Howard found that. Howard kept that truth without fail. But where, where was the blessing? One might halfway expect faithful Christians to receive from God just a tiny little bit more wealth or health or prosperity. But the doctor said six months, and God gave us one. We might feel even a little bit of frustration or anger or just plain emptiness, because we don't know what to think or what to feel. 
and were confronted with the words of Jesus that, that Howard had spoken over him as, as a blessing, that Howard held on to, that Howard had preached at his wedding and now at his funeral. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. And we kind of have the sense that for a faithful Christian, at the very least, if someone is a lifelong Christian and leads a lifestyle that avoids the risk factors for cancer and is such a beloved all-around good guy that God ought to grant us at least a couple more months with him, if not a few more years. And knowing Howard, he would probably have some mild rebuke for me right now. Pastor Hagen, don't say that. Followed by pastor, I'm a sinner too. He knew that. In fact, over the last couple of weeks, as the three of us sat around in their, their living room together, Howard confessed that truth. Right, kind of like this. Holy and merciful God, I confess that I am by nature sinful and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil and failed to do what is good. For this I deserve your punishment both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins. And trusting in my Savior Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. The three of us spoke those words together. Sometimes just me. But then it goes on. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given His only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for all of our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ, and by His authority, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That is the truth that Howard knew and kept. And that's the truth that he sings about right now. Because the Word of God that Howard kept in his heart and his hands and his mind and his words and his actions, that Word made flesh is the one whom he worships now around the throne of the Lamb of God where, where there is no pain, no sorrow, no cancer, no dying, even no wind. Heaven's described as this place of absolute serene rest where the lake is as clear and calm as glass. So where is the blessing? Did God shortchange Howard or did God shortchange us? Absolutely not. Because the thread and the truth that you see woven throughout Scripture is that the blessing of the Christian life is more often than not a hidden blessing. Sure, we can, can see some blessings, like the blessings of fellowship with one another, of being able to comfort one another with the truth of the resurrection. If you look at Howard's life, you would see blessing, no doubt. The blessing of being in the armed forces and deployed overseas and coming home safe. The blessing of a loving and faithful family that he was able to raise. Grandchildren he was able to raise. And even some time that he was able to spend doing what he loved in leisure, in retirement. We can see those types of blessings. But the blessings that Jesus talks about here are blessings that go far beyond 
what we see with our eyes. They're blessings that can be, can be known in faith. The blessing of forgiveness. The blessing of a, a conscience at peace. The blessing of knowing what your life is here for and where your life is going. The blessing of knowing that it's, it's, not, it's not our time here to simply save up for ourselves, but rather to look ahead for tomorrow and to prepare our loved ones for the same. The blessing of love and joy and peace, patience, all the gifts that God gives Gifts that the world might look past and not even notice. And Jesus says, this is yours. And this was Howard's. So just a week ago or so, well, about two weeks ago, I guess, the the family had um, a little bit of a Christmas celebration together. And one of those very popular songs we sing at Christmas is Joy to the World. And whether we sang that or not this year, whether you heard it or not this year, the truth still stands. That the blessing of the Jesus in the manger means forgiveness for you and me. Because from our perspective at the year 2016, we can look back and we can look in the Word of God and we see how it all came together. How the Jesus born at Christmas was the Jesus crucified at Calvary. He literally died so that we would only know death as a sleep. He was laid in the tomb, and then on the third day, his body and soul came back together, and he walked out of that tomb with a glorified body. And that is the blessing that God promises to you and to me. It's not something we we see with our eyes right now. It's something we know by faith and by the Word of God. It's something that, that Howard recognizes right now in heaven, that peace and perfection that you and I can only glimpse at and grasp at. But together, we see, as we look at Howard's life, and as we look at the Word of God, a blessing from, from font to forever, that at his baptism, God created faith and washed him, made him his own, forgave Howard's sin. And forever, Howard has been taken to heaven to stand before the throne of God where there is no more death or mourning or crying or pain, even no more wind. So as we gather today for his Christian funeral, perhaps there's the slightest little tinge of sadness and emptiness yet, maybe frustration. God, why wouldn't you just let us have one more Christmas here with him? But really, God's given us far more. Because at this Christmas, he's led us to the tomb once more. Not to Howard's tomb, but to the tomb of Jesus. Where we celebrate not Christmas together, but Easter together. And yes, perhaps this Easter celebration today is remarkably deficient in biscuits and gravy, but the blessing of our Lord was pronounced at Howard's baptism and continues forever 
Thanks be to God. Amen. I invite you to turn to our next hymn, number 332. Children with my blessing, never alone. I keep sleeping, I am with you, you are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made Children sins forgiven at peace and pure. Here you learned how much I love you, what I can cure. Here you heard your son sorry, here you touched him, saw his glory. Oh, my children, sins forgiven at peace and pure. Oh, my children, fed and nourished closer to me. Grow in love and love by serving joyful and free. Hear my spirit's power filled you. Hear his tender comfort stilled you. Grow my children fed and nourished, joyful and free. I, the Lord, will bless and keep you and give you peace. The Lord will smile upon you and give you peace. Lord will be your Father, Please rise for prayer. You'll find our prayer printed on page 7 in your worship folder. 
Almighty God, we praise you for the great company of saints who have finished their lives in faith and now rest from their labors. We remember especially our loved one, Howard Darmer, whom you have redeemed by the blood of your Son, and whom you received as your dear child through holy baptism. We thank you for giving him to us as a companion on our earthly pilgrimage. In your compassion, comfort all who are sad in this hour. Lord, in your mercy. We praise you for your love in Christ, which sustains us in life and death. In our earthly sorrows, help us find strength in the fellowship of the church, joy in the forgiveness of sins, and hope in the resurrection to eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. You do not leave us comfortless, but strengthen and care for us through your word and sacrament. You give us family, friends, and neighbors to help when there is loneliness now and in the days to come. Brighten our future with a firm trust in your promises and care. Lord, in your mercy. We bring these requests to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, and we ask you to hear us. As we join in singing the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, as printed on the next page. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and strengthen and establish them in every good work and word. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. You may be seated for our closing hymn.
two brief announcements as printed for you in your service folder. The committal will take place immediately after the service at Center Creek Cemetery of Grenada, Minnesota. A lunch will be served in the church basement beginning as soon as the tables are set up. That'll take just a couple minutes. After the committal, the funeral procession will return to the church to join in the fellowship and luncheon. So if you wanted to stick around here, um, feel free to get started as soon as everything is ready. And we should be back about 45 minutes. <laughs> 